0: second reading um, is from Luke chapter 16. Jesus said, There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with swords, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, Eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send me Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this way. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your goods, and Lazarus and the like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in English. And besides all this, between They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced that someone should rise from the dead. Our salvation took work. It took a lot of it. It wasn't some hocus-pocus or technological advancement that accomplished our salvation, but the works of the Holy Trinity. Not our works, but God's and God's alone. Salvation is His and it is His to give. And He chooses to give salvation through His Word. It was all the will and work of the Father to send his only begotten Son into the world to crush the head of the serpent. It was the works of Christ, true God and true man, that atoned for our sins on the wooden altar of his cross as our substitute. And it was the work of the Holy Spirit that caused the prophets and the apostles and the evangelists to be inspired And record the history of God's people the teachings of Christ and the will of the Father so that in hearing of it people would be saved it's not magic or technology that gives eternal life but God and God alone and he chooses to save through the hearing of the scriptures that is how he chooses to give the world salvation not by sight But by hearing, blessed are those who do not see but believe. This is you and me. We are blessed in our hearing and believing. We do not see the risen Christ, but we hear the testimony about him. And with the testimony of God's word comes his Holy Spirit. And this is more than enough. It's all that is necessary to create faith. Belief in God's word and its power to give salvation from God is um, one of the points learned in our gospel text today. It's the point of contention, the, the problem at hand. Jesus tells us about the unnamed rich man and Lazarus. The rich man had more than he'd ever need in this life. He did not need to wake up early to care for the fields, for food, nor did he have to balance his budget due to adjust to the rising cost of goods. He certainly had people take care of that for him. So he lived it up. He wore the best clothes and ate till his fill. Tucked away in his gated mansion, he was too comfy, too full, and too busy eating and being merry to care for the suffering poor man literally right at his gate. The poor man was Lazarus. Lazarus did not desire the fattened calf or the best of foods, but only that what would sustain him yet for a little while longer. Like a dog, he simply desired the crumbs from the rich man's table. And adding pain to the hunger, he likewise had some sort of skin disease that caused sores. The only medicine for this poor man were the licks from a dog, the wet warm, nasty licks from a stray, who knows where the dog had been or what he had recently eaten, yet there he was, licking Lazarus' sickly body. The nameless rich man, who with the snap of his fingers could have sent a servant or one of his brothers to go to his aid with food or herbs, but didn't. Eventually, laying at his gate, Lazarus fell asleep in the Lord. He was carried by God's angels to the heavenly banquet feast at the bosom of Abraham. There he feasted sumptuously with God's saints. The rich man likewise died, but rather than being brought to paradise, was cast out, thrown down into the eternal flames of hell, where there is no abundance, no, not even a little. In the midst of the heat of hell fire, he saw Abraham and cried out, asking that Lazarus would come down from heaven and give him a drop of water, not a crumb, but a tiny drop of water to quench his thirst, but for a moment. But he can't. No one can go from hell to heaven nor heaven to hell. Once you're there, you're there. The rich man sees now how a life of riches and gluttony and abundance of pleasure can tempt people away from the faith. Experiencing hell and not wanting his brothers who still lived as he did, he begs father Abraham to send Lazarus from the dead to warn his brothers. Abraham tells him this, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear. And the rich man responds from hell, no father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And Abraham responds, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced that someone should rise from the dead. You can hear at the end where the heart of the rich man is at. He does not believe in the power of God's word, nor in the way in which salvation is given by the scriptures. He doesn't believe salvation comes from the works of God. God granted him riches in this life and rather than rejoice in the the abundance and blessing others with it, he doubled down on selfishness and indulgence rather than helping those in dire need right in front of him. He fell into unbelief, thinking he had all he needed in this life, but he did not have Christ. He did not have faith. The only truly thing necessary Because he did not believe in Moses and the prophets, he did not have Christ ruling his heart and his mind. And you can see in his logics, air quotes, intentional logic, and the fruits and works of selfishness. Therefore, as John the Baptist forewarned, all trees that do not bear good fruits will be cast into hellfire. Bad trees, corrupt trees and unrighteous trees produce bad fruits. Good trees, though, watered and redeemed by Christ's blood, who rejoice in the hearing of Moses and the prophets, God's word, produce good food, such as long-suffering, meekness, and godly humility. The hearing of the scriptures is more than sufficient for salvation. It convicts people of their sins and grants forgiveness, and it is the remedy of the soul. This is why what Abraham says is not harsh or rude or an exaggeration. They have all that is needed by the hearing of the scriptures. The rich man's brothers will not be convinced or spared from hell by anything apart from the scriptures, apart from faith. It is how God chooses to save. He does not send people, resurrected saints, to save, but his Holy Spirit through his word To Abraham and to God, and I want you to think about this. To to Abraham and to God, the Bible is more convincing than a man brought back from the dead. Think about that the power which the scriptures possess. God grant us this faith and this perspective of the Bible and the scriptures as well. Because even in hell, the rich man does not get it, he does not have faith in the Holy Trinity and the scriptures. The Lord does not exaggerate when he says it's harder for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. And he says this not because riches result in hell, but because the temptation to be worldly and self-righteous. Our Lord is not being harsh or rude whenever he says this, but he is loving us by saying it. We should therefore take to heart the warning And consider that wealth without the fear of God and faith in his word are miserable. And when and if we are blessed with an abundance and are tempted to double down on selfishness, rather than using it to bless others, then we must repent, turn away from unrighteousness, for it is a slippery slope. God's warning is true to our benefit. It is to spurn us to a life of repentance and love towards others who are in need and suffer. And the suffering of the saints who trust God is nothing compared to the glory which shall be revealed. The name Lazarus means one who trusts in God. Lazarus was not saved because he suffered, but because he heard God's word, believed in God and had his treasure in heaven nor are we saved by suffering or by an abundance, but through faith and trust in Christ and his word. Therefore, we will double down on God's word. We will see all that we have as first the Lord's given to us to bless and love others. When someone here in this community or outside these walls are in need, we should rejoice in the opportunity to use what God has given to us but for a little while to bless others. Like a child who eagerly finds an Easter egg and rejoices when finding it, we should too eagerly search to love our neighbors because Christ perfectly loved us. This is the motivation we have for loving others. The salvation he worked and accomplished for us is now given to us through his word, freedom out of love. We do not need a resurrected saint to testify to us this mighty work. In hearing it, we rejoice and are granted confidence and faith in Christ's work and salvation. Blessed is everyone who believes in Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.